the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. Happy New Year. I'm doing well. Thank you. I saw that you worked up until the very last day of the year, and you're starting off this year working as well. Uh, what's what are you working on? What's what's the big story of 2016 so far? Well, um, you know, we certainly had a big story just in the headline day yesterday of it being such an ugly start to uh, to the year. It's um, not all that uh, usual to see things uh, fall apart like they did. And um, you know, so I take a step back here and try to assess, you know, you know, what was that all about and. I think it just really reflects, a, you know, an underlying sense of angst about the overall market outlook for 2016. And so, um, you know, things got rolling in China. They didn't get any better in the U.S. in terms of the economic data. The ISM report was quite a disappointment. And I think that, um, you know, something you didn't hear a lot about yesterday. Um, there was a lot of talk about some Fed speakers sounding more hawkish than expected. But I think beyond that, uh, there was some concern in the market, really, that, you know, this incoming data is not really validating the Fed's proclivity to raise interest rates, and yet, you know, that's what they seem to want to do. And so I think there's some concern here uh, that uh, the Fed risks choking off this recovery, and it was one of the concerns I highlighted in my market outlook for 2016 at the end of last year is just, you know, the the Fed needs to thread the needle here with its policy approach, and uh, it's going to be a really difficult undertaking and you see some real jittery action there on any signs of economic weakness uh, like we saw yesterday. Okay, let's go backwards a little bit. You started off saying that the year started off with a horrible day. I'm paraphrasing or I'm putting words in your mouth. But was it really that bad in context? Because what I tried to do is get listeners to buy into the concept that take a look at the last two years, three years, four years, five years, down 2.4% or whatever we were. It's 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 dramatic in a one day, but not in the big picture, right? No, you're you're right, Rob. I mean, it's not, and it's, it's you know even you look at today, right? We're we're down 1.6 percent year to date, I think, as we speak in the S&P 500. Um, so, you know, I, I do kind of get a kick out of seeing some of the headlines on days like yesterday, where you see the the verb plunge, you know, uh, used uh, ad nauseum, and and it was not that bad. I mean, stocks certainly went down. There's a lot of stock for sale. Um, but it just strikes one as unusual only because the first part of a new year uh, 
generally speaking, you know, it tends to be positive as you see, um, you know, new money come be put to work on some of the beaten down names from the prior year uh, as some of those um, uh, defined contributions come into play that help underpin equity prices in the early part of the year. And I think really, though, that uh, what was striking was just how quickly the mindset went to an extreme negative viewpoint based on what happened in China. Um, you know, so that was was kind of odd, really. Um, but you know, we're trying to fight our way back somewhat today, uh, not with a whole lot of success thus far. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, it's been a, an unusual start to the year, but it's certainly not like you said, um, you know, not one of those you know huge things to uh, to get all worked up about. I try to think a lot, and I know that sounds like a really funny concept. So I try to think a lot. But I think that in the last six or seven years, China was a cherry on top to a global economy that was expanding. Now China seems to be gaining more value or or more pertinence as far as the downshift goes. Um, How important is China to to the United States economy? How important is it to our stock markets? Right. Well, I mean, it's the second largest economy in the world, and, um, you know, we have quite clearly, you know, an interconnected uh, uh, global market. Um, and so even even if the direct trade relationship between the U.S. and the China isn't, you know, uh, all that significant, um, there becomes a, a domino effect, if you will, because, you know, China trades with Europe and, we, and you know, vice versa. You know, we trade with Canada, Canada trades with Europe, and it's all connected here. And so the direct relationship isn't all that significant, but when it all works together in the same circle, um, there is a boomerang effect that you cannot get past. You cannot just dismiss China as being, you know, quote, insignificant. It's not. Um, And certainly we can see how um, uh, the, the stock market there tends to uh, create some angst here in the U.S. Um, it's not all that unusual to see a, a, a big day in China or a really bad day in China followed up by a big move uh, up or down in the S&P futures, uh, you know, before we get things rolling in the U.S. markets. And so, um, so it cannot be dismissed. I mean, it is definitely significant here. Uh, but let's not also forget, I mean, the U.S. economy is the world's largest economy. And, and I was kind of put off yesterday by the fact that everyone was so riled up by the, the China PMI data uh, and didn't give us much attention to the to the U.S. Uh, manufacturing data and the ISM index, which, you know, remained in contraction territory. And that's that's really, a you know, a, a bothersome signal here. And, um, and when you have the manufacturing sectors in the world's largest and second largest economies in contraction, there's going to be some, you know, negative impact from that. So you have to be be aware of it. Let's change uh, gears, so to speak. I saw auto sales for the year look awesome mm-hmm. uh, for the United States. Uh, is that a worrisome sign? Because I always try to I look at the story, I see a, a headline that makes me happy. Hey, a record year for auto sales. But at the same time, I'm like, that's debt people are taking on. Is the auto numbers positive or negative? Because it creates jobs, but we're also spending money on something that depreciates incredibly quickly. What are your thoughts? Right. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's positive for the U.S. economy. It you know, all factors into that, uh, to the goods component on the personal consumption expenditures line within that GDP report. So 
it's a good thing to have really strong auto sales um, economically. You know, when you look at things from a stock standpoint, though, uh, it creates some concerns because if you're at these record levels, uh, it does create some very difficult comparisons. And uh, and so when you look at stocks like Ford and GM and Toyota and, and Honda and the like, um, this news out there about auto sales being so strong, you know, it's in, right? And now you worry about with the, with the Fed having kept rates so low for so long, you know, our auto sales so strong also because we pulled forward a lot of demand by those with those low interest rates. And so if you get rates moving up, uh, then potentially you see demand start to slacken a bit. And so, uh, so there's some worry in there, I think, more so from the stock standpoint. Uh, and, uh, but economically, it's certainly a good thing. But if you start to see, uh, you know, auto production slide lower because demand starts to fall off, then you're going to see that, uh, you know, work its way into the GDP report as well. And so, um, so right now it's certainly a net positive, but something to be watchful for uh, if production starts to taper off here. I've monopolized you with my questions. Now let me open it up to yourself. What are you working on, Mr. O'Hare, uh, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com? What are you working on that we should be focusing in on? Well, you know, Looking more at the the upcoming earnings reporting period, the fourth quarter earnings reporting period, um, I'm actually going to be out on vacation next week. Uh, as you alluded to, I was working all the way up to the bitter end in, in 2015, but so taking a little bit of time off next week. But beyond that, um, you know, toward the latter half of January, you're going to hear a lot of fourth quarter earnings reports. Uh, but it's the guidance for the first quarter that's really going to be impactful for this market uh, when companies start saying better things and need to see better trends in earnings estimates, which uh, have been trending lower, not higher. Uh, and if we continue to see those estimates come down, uh, then the, it's going to be very difficult, we think, for the market to, to move its way up and certainly for there to be any real multiple expansion for the market. So I'm um, keeping a close eye on that uh, upcoming reporting period. What are we expecting for 2016? Uh, are you seeing a sideways market? Is it too early to tell? Um, are you expecting revenue to pick back up at some point in time? Do you think interest rates are going to destabilize the markets? What do you? What are some of your 2016 expectations? Right. Well, I hate to say it. I mean, we're not expecting a whole lot out of 2016. Um, you know, the market uh, comes into the year pretty much fully valued. Rates are starting to creep up. Uh, we think profit margins are going to start to to come down further, um, and you still have the the headwind of a I think of overall global economy that's not uh, you know operating so great and growth is slow. Um, so you know I think that it's it's going to be that type of year where it really does ring true that it will be a, a stock pickers market um, trying to just go in on any one particular sector or even an index uh, play will will probably be uh, more challenging this year than it has been in years past. And so uh, the key, I think, is to really target those companies within all sectors uh, that have the best balance sheets um, and are industry leaders uh, and maybe start to look to scale into some of those names that actually didn't do so well last year uh, for some you know long-term um, value opportunities, but uh, but 2016, I think, is going to be a slug um, with a good deal of volatility in it. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, Chief Market Strategist Analyst is the right way of saying it, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. It's um, a great source, resource for investing 
ideas, whether it be domestic, international, story stocks, earnings, breaking news, analyst upgrades, downgrades. It's it's where I start my day each and every day with his page one article. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't forget I have an event coming up sooner than later at the end of the month. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.